Why? Get that rolling. Hello. Get that rolling going. It's the Media Boat Podcast. Where? Right here. What? Right now. Right here? Right here, right now. Yeah, right here, right now. Let's go. Hey, it's the Media Boat Podcast. This is July the 12th. Get it right. Get July it right. 12th, Get it right. 2017. This is the Media Boat Podcast. We talk about movies. We talk about television shows. We talk about music. And we talk about video games. Not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. He's Matt. I'm Mike. What and up? We should get roll, roll right into it. Yeah. So uh, let's get started as we always do with the movies box office. We, wow. With box office numbers for this past weekend. Yes. Box office is the only one that does the movies. Our movies are the only one that does the box office. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, as we predicted, Spider-Man: Homecoming number one. His homecoming date yes. was the American public. Yes. However, uh, I did pick uh, under for this. I thought it would hit 100. Surprise! Surprise! 117. Uh, yep. 117 gives it your number one movie. Big hit. The first major hit of the summer. We have the summer floodgates opened now, yep. officially. It took well, forever. It up to July. Yeah, it took forever this, this year, but it finally happened. And, of course, um, uh, it's a Marvel, Marvel movie that movie. starts it. But this time it's Sony, so Sony may be getting a little bit more money. Yeah, but Sony may also be a little bit big-headed from this. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, good news. Um, it seems like uh, the general public is a fan of this thing. It's you know, yes. ridiculously uh, glowing reviews. Um, it seems like everything, everybody that I've heard talk about it talk, is just gushing about it. Except for you. Oh, is this the part where I get my review? This is the part where you need to talk about this. So there is a review on the site. Yes. Mediaboatpodcast.com. You can see Mike's thoughts about Spider-Man Homecoming. It feels like so long ago since I've seen it. But yeah, do you want to briefly briefly just talk about why you were a little disappointed? So Marvel set a kind of a standard bar for me. Let's put it that way. Sure. All right. You have Captain America's Civil War, which was excellent. The consensus that that thing was yeah, excellent, I, I like, but like like a pure, fun, enjoyable movie. Like nothing, like maybe flawless. Let's put it that way. I wouldn't go that far, but and that's a good movie. one of yeah. those. All right. Then you have other movies like the recent Guardians of the Galaxy two, which is also up there in terms of high quality caliber movie. And the original Guardians of the Galaxy. We also have Doctor like Strange, which is a spectacle. Yeah. Now those are the previous three movies leading into. Right. Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. When you compare those three movies to Spider-Man Homecoming, that's where I say it's a little disappointing, a little underwhelming. Okay. How about as a Spider-Man movie? Oh, as a Spider-Man movie, it's great. Okay. I, I like it. It's a great movie. It's a great summer movie. It's fun. It's fantastic. There's a lot of great humor in it. There's a lot of good, aha, little wink, little nods so, to the fans. Are you thinking that in the future, say 10, 15 years from now, Will we be looking back at the Spider-Man movies? We'll be talking about Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 from the 2000s. And we'll be talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. And we'll like likely forget that the amazing Spider-Man ever happened. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's the vibe I'm getting. It seems like everybody's going to just slowly move those <laughs> under the carpet. Just like, those didn't happen. Let's pretend that never happened, guys. So yeah, this is a good Spider-Man movie. Yes, this is a good start to Spider-Man too, as well, yeah. because it picks up right where Captain America begins and ends. Right, and then it also dives into other aspects of going of 
the goings-on in New York in the cinematic universe. Cool. And, yeah, despite what you read on my, um, on our website, beautifulpodcast.com, I did actually enjoy this movie. This is a fun movie. Okay. It's a great, it's a good movie. It's a good middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. I put it, uh, as I say to people, I put it up there with Ant-Man. It's a good, fun time. You're going to enjoy yourself. But... But you didn't like it as much as even the most recent. But uh, that being said, even more recent other superhero movies such as Wonder Woman. Yes, right? you yes. like Wonder Woman more. Yes, Wonder Woman has a better plot, better story, better subplot, better storyline, better throughways, except until the end, as yeah. I mentioned. Logan is better is better done that way too, and then we still have Justice League to look forward to uh, later this year, as Do well as Thor really Ragnarok. I think Justice League is going to be better than this, though. I find that really hard to It will be more of a spectacle. Yeah, but... I don't know. Then again, I haven't seen this yet, so I will... We will withhold judgment. Withhold judgment. But yeah, I mean... It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Definitely go check it out. But that being said, there are better movies in the Marvel canon universe. Or... No, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The, the, the Marvel Canon Universe? Yeah, the MCU. one that's all about canons? Yeah, MCU. Marvel Canon Universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what that stands for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's better movies in there than there are than, than, than just Spider-Man. That, okay. that's, that's basically what I'm saying. All because right. this, is, this is the 15th movie of it. There's been a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. So you got to compare it to all 15 of them. And it ranges somewhere in the middle. Probably top 10. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So if you're saying right that, then yes. Yeah, somewhere between 5 <laughs> and 10 is where it's going to land. Okay. In terms of, like, all-time better, all-time movies for the MCU. Okay. Which, because there's a lot. I mean, by the time they get to it, there's going to be 22 movies. By the time they get to the sequel. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, what else is yeah. in our top five? So, uh, moving on to the, uh, yeah. We also have, uh, number two was Despicable Me, Carrie yep. Gilbert. Yep. Uh, 33 million with 148 million domestic total. We have Baby Driver at number three with 13 million, 57 domestic total. That thing's already doubled its budget. Good for it. Uh, Wonder Woman, number four with 9.8 million, 368 million uh, domestically, and that thing's just a beast overseas. But speaking about beasts overseas, Transformers The Last Night, which is solely existing on its overseas totals right now. Yeah, 118 million. Yeah, domestically. Also notable on this top five. Man, Cars Three is already number six. Yep, it already dropped. That off. is not good. It dropped like, off. That thing does. I. There's a joke here, but Cars doesn't have legs. <laughs> it ran out of steam. It really did. It's running out, it run out of gas. <laughs> run out of gas. That's just so sad to see. You yeah. know, like something like. Disappointing that much with you know Pixar branding, but yeah, this is that it's not a bad movie, and people just aren't seeing it. Yeah, so I think people were just it's sequel fatigue. People just done with cars. Yeah, finally happened. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then uh, that moves on to cool movie news. Yep. Oh wait, no, no, no we got our yeah. first story. Our um, oh, upcoming this, this this coming weekend. Yes. Yep. We, have we, we have two movies. First one is a horror wish upon, which I finally saw a trailer for it this week. Yeah, I saw train that trailer too. Yeah, eh. eh, eh. I've seen it done better. Um, Basic monkey's paw. Yeah, uh, and then <laughs> the reason we're watching this right now: uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Andy Serkis' third time as 
The titular titular Caesar. Main character Caesar. Yeah. And basically all the apes, I think. Yeah, probably. So, we have to make a call here. Spider-Man repeat or apes taken? I'm almost at the point where I might just give it to Spider-Man. I'm I'm going with apes on this. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think people are hyped on apes. I don't know if I... I don't know if people are hyped on apes, but I know that it's a... It's definitely a spectacle that needs to be seen in the movie theater. I'm gonna go with Spider-Man. Because um, other movies have surprised me with repeating this year. Right. Also, word of mouth... I think is positive coming out of the first weekend for Spider-Man. Yeah. I think people will still keep going Spider-Man. So put it this way. Spider-Man's going to hit 70. Yeah. Roughly. If, if Spider-Man hits 70, yeah. Which means that... So you're saying Ace is probably be about 65 then? Yeah. Yeah. 60. 60 65? Yeah. I don't think it's as important as people think it is. I don't know. It's just the third in the trilogy. Anyways. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> so, so you're going with Spider. I'm going with Ace. Sequel fatigue. He's going Spider, I'm going Apes, and we're going on to our next story. All right, what do we got? Moving on. I can't see what that is. That is Batman. Okay. So, uh, that is actually the Dark Knight Trilogy. Yeah. So, get ready for an epic 4K restoration by Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers. Sure. Yes, that's right. This movie's not even 10, first movie's barely 10 years old. Yeah. We're already doing a 4K restoration on it. I mean, I'm not surprised. Well... I mean, it makes sense because uh, Christopher Nolan is such a film purist. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. He likes his stuff to be yep. looking looking good. Yep, and they're actually praising uh, the new technology as a means of getting closer to the experience of a movie shot and projected on film. Yeah. Because uh, the way it balances out is that if it's shot on 35mm film, it's projected to have at least 6,000 resolution. Right, so we're getting closer at least. Right, whereas IMAX is upwards of 18 Okay. Yeah. And your movie projector is in cinema 4K, which is also, which is where this is coming from. All these 4K restorations. Yeah. No, it's smart. Yeah. Um, I think there's, that there's an audience for that, for sure. Yep. People will buy those remasters. Uh, yeah. Well, we could also see this remaster in theaters. That's also a possibility. Yeah. Or they just might show the whole IMAX thing in theaters again, yeah. because we're <laughs> But yeah, so that, that's a thing to look forward to, uh, to add to your Blu-ray 4K collection. Let's uh, move on to our next story. Okay. This big guy. Why, that's Moonlight. Yes. That is not your Oscar winner Moonlight. Wait, no, that is Oscar winner Moonlight. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, the director of Moonlight, Barry Jenkins, yes. has set to direct uh, his next film, okay. following Moonlight, called If Beale Street Could Talk. Okay. For a surprise, Annapurna Pictures. What do you know? Hey, <laughs> they're on a Ross, They're on an Oscar run. They're they they, are. they really create great. They're stuff. earning them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, so if Beale Street could talk is a novel by James Baldwin and follows Tish, okay, a newly engaged Harlem woman who races against the clock to prove her lover's innocence while caring. Her firstborn child. Okay. It's a celebration of love told through the story of a young couple, their families, and their lives, trying to bring about justice through love, for love, and the promise of the American dream. Okay. Production's uh, set for October. Yeah, I mean, that sounds 
like very like perfect for him. That's yeah. It sounds like a very concealed or con, um, constricted story, but with deep meaning characters. Yeah, which he's good at. So yeah, yeah I'll see that. So, um, look out for that in making the circuits next year. Yeah. All right, because uh, there's no way it's going to be in time for it no. this year. <laughs> no way. All right, and let's go on to something very dear to our hearts, and something we're going to get really heated about right now. Uh-oh. Pokemon. Yes. Pokemon, I choose you. So, about a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month, we mentioned that Pokemon was going to be rebooting the movies. Yeah. Basically restarted, telling the origin story of Ash Ketchum all over again. Yeah. The internet is now up in flames due to some recent, uh... Okay. Changes they decided to make. Give it to me straight. What do they do? Alright. So, uh, the upcoming 20th, 20th Pokemon movie, I Choose okay. You, is a reimagining of the anime's first season. The entire first season. Okay, sure. Yeah. Alright. So, instead of Ash teaming up with Brock and Misty... Yeah. He will instead team up with two new trainers. Right. Soji, whose partner is Lucario. Okay. And Makoto, a girl, uh, whose partner is Piplup. Okay. Pokemon that were in Gen 1. Got it. Yes. And basically, they're just removing them as if they've... Removing Ash and Misty as if they were never a part of it. Well, they're gym leaders. Well, yes. They're, they're reverting them back yeah. to gym, gym leaders. Yeah. And people are up in arms really? about it. Yes. This is old dudes. I know. We already knew all this. I know. So what we else? Knew, we knew they were, they were redoing this. Yeah. Well, apparently, uh, this new iteration, it intends on retconning a bunch of material because the Pokemon lore has expanded yeah. with each new generation. Right. Yeah. Why? So why are people pissed? I'm because they messed with their childhoods. You know, it was my childhood too. But yeah. I also understand how things work. So, <laughs> this is not supposed to be... It's not like that stuff didn't happen. Oh, no. Like, to, to put it as retcon is to believe that all these movies are canon. First of all, every single one of these movies seems to be in its own universe already. Yes. Like, no, no one in the normal series ever comments on something that's <laughs> happened in one of the films. Because the films are essentially like dream states. Right. Where none, like, even to the point where it's written in to the first three Pokemon movies, at least in the English dub. That everybody forgets it ever happened. You two just wiped everyone's minds <laughs> at the end of everything. So it doesn't make yeah, any sense to me why people are now just all of a sudden like, oh, well, this they're rewriting the whole thing. It's like, no, that's literally what they've always done. Right. Well, <laughs> well, now that the now that the lore includes Pokemon gods, yeah, a a, a deeper uh, mythology into a previous Pokemon war. And now even mega evolutions. Yeah, uh, they're going back to the beginning and starting over, as if it was all there the entire time. I mean, that's smart. I, yeah. I, I don't know. What, again, I don't know why people are getting angry. That's just because it's childhood. Yeah, no. Again, I mean, it's it my childhood sense, too. It makes sense from a production standpoint yes. that hey, all this now exists. We should probably mention it instead of people going back and saying, "Hey, that doesn't make sense because of this. If this was here, <laughs> but that doesn't make sense." Just, just no. It was all there the entire time. We just had to make it up as we went along, and now that we have it all set in stone, yeah. let's get this story right. Also, since when does any of this matter? I think is is the is kind of where you go back to. Yes, they've expanded the lore, but like, lore is not what po- po- people like Pokemon for. No, that's never has beat them up. <laughs> it's like I just don't understand like why all this why I don't know. 
I'm just, I don't get it. Yeah. Why? This is a weird hill to die on, guys. Well, because it's also, <laughs> well, it's not just the new trainer. It's also the fact that Lucario, ooh, Lucario and Piplip are also there. So, it's understood in the later games that other Pokemon, like, Pokemon from other regions can come to previous regions. Because you can bring a Pokemon from, like, if you're visiting Tato, then you're going to have Pokemon from home. Right, well, because in the, <laughs> because in the, in the, in the original series, when they got to Johto, they said, oh, these are all new Pokemon newly discovered. But then the later issues, it was, oh, no, they're just region-specific. Yeah. It's, it's like hearing about an elephant, but you never see it because yeah. we're here in the United States. There are no elephants. I don't know. I just always read it like that. Yeah. Like, it was just, I think, the dub was really bad at, 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 at communicating that oh, yeah. because they were trying to work within the limitations of that original universe. And you're right. That original universe had said explicitly there are 150 of these. Right. And so they basically had to work off of that. It's like, well, we told them there's only 150 of these. I guess here's new. Like, they're brand new, I guess. But, like, I think anybody who actually thought about it would realize, no, they're just like animals. They're just some that are exclusive to this island. Because yep. it's an island. Mm -hmm. And unless there are water Pokemon, they can't just swim over. Right. <laughs> you know? Or fly, fly over. It's like, that's how animals work. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Fans are weird. So some fans get, get really fanny about yeah, the different stuff. They really do. Uh, having, well, having been a member in, uh, about a decade ago of a very uh, uh, popular Pokemon fan community, I can tell you, they get really weird about stuff. Alright, so we're done talking about Pokemon, let's move on. <laughs> Alright. Today's Zootopia. What is about Zootopia? So remember about a month ago we mentioned that the writer of Screen Total, the screenwriter of Total Recall was suing? Right, yeah. Zootopia, because they stole his ideas from a pitch meeting? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the California judge today threw out the yeah. copyright lawsuit yeah. um, who claimed that the studio ripped off his same title pitch. Uh, Gary L. Goldman filed the suit back in March, adding that he pitched the idea to executives at, and then connected to Disney in 2000 and 2009. U.S. District Court Judge Michael Fitzgerald held that Goldwyn didn't present enough evidence of infringement, mm -hmm. which, among among Zootopia's similarities, that Goldwyn had alleged were the character designs, themes, settings, plot, characters, and dialogue. That's a lot. Yeah. But also pretty much hard to prove. Right. Which is why they threw it out. Because there's no way to... Unless he had, like, documentation, just straight up, like, here's explicit, like, five lines that were used in this... Movie. Right. No, he had basically had had some, some sketch drawings of, of concept animals. Yeah. You can sketch an animal, though, anytime, and it would be impossible for somebody to be like, this is obviously that sketch. Right. Like, no. He was going to lose this. Unless you downloaded all into your computer. Yeah, which is unlikely that he would have done all that mm -hmm. back in whenever he made this. 2000. Pitch, which or, was probably yeah. 15 years ago before that was commonplace. So, yep. yeah, it's just not. That was of course this was thrown out. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Yep. The parties now dispute whether Goldsman materials are sufficiently yeah. similar to the Disney film to support an action right. for copyright infringement. Because that's the thing about infringement cases. It's always like it has to be. You have to be convinced enough, and he doesn't have enough stuff for that. Well, in either case, the court cannot engage in copyright analysis on its merits because uh, Espl the lawyer Espelande failed either to attach the alleged infringed materials <laughs> to the complaint 
or to describe them in sufficient detail yeah. to permit the requested analysis. Then what do they expect? Right. In this action, <laughs> as in every action, as in, it is the plaintiff's obligation to allege sufficient facts if provided truth to permit a jury to rule in the plaintiff's favor. Uh, they, they've not met that no, no, requirement, so, <laughs> yep. Yeah. They did. Yep, that's done. All right. Moving on. Moving on to our last little bits here. The bits. The bits. The bits. So real quickly, there's going to be a Mad Max prequel called Furiosa. Cool. Starring Furiosa. Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron. Cool. That's Furiosa. Um, the script is ready to go. On board. They just need to get production approval, but there is hey, a script. I'm on board. Let's do it. And, and in other news, John Oliver will voice Zazu. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, that's... That's perfect. Yep. That's great casting. Literally perfect casting. So far, this uh, Lion King movie yeah. is great casting. It's, it sounds pretty good so far. I, I have a fan of all this uh, casting news yeah. I'm hearing. So, so good. good job. So good job, guys. Good job. Good job. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Telly. To the telly. The telly. We got another telly this week. We got sports that happen. Sports? Like football and cricket? No, no, no. no. Like baseball. Oh. Like baseball. Okay. Yeah. American sports. Yep. Sports. Uh, yep. So we had the Derby on Monday. We had the Derby. Yep. The home run derby, that is. Yes, that one. Not, Winner. Not just the hat I'm wearing. Yes, yes. And not just the horses either. Right. Winner is, of course, custom character made Aaron Judge <laughs> of New York Yankees. Because yeah, as you so, so well put it this week, like he came out of a character creator on a video game. Basically, it's he's like seven foot yeah. jacked and yeah. just knocks home runs out of the park. Yep. So much so that he won the home run derby. He's got 99s. Straight 99s. He's got 99 on his number. Yeah. And a home run to hit one. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. And then, of course, they had the um, All-Star game in which the American League yeah. beat the National League 2-1 in the 10th inning yeah. with home run by Robinson Cano. Yep. Because baseball games are too long. Yep. Apparently. Yeah. They are actually floating the idea of if it gets to the ninth inning, we just put a runner on base. Yeah. They just automatically start one. Sure. I mean, if it's close, like if it's a tied game the ninth inning, yeah, why not? I already put one on there. Yeah, just just to make it more exciting. Maybe they'll get the run in, just hit them around. Something. So it, it's something. Something about JPEG. Yep. Also, uh, Peyton Manning is currently hosting the ESPYs. They're on right now. Yep. In fact, we watched the monologue uh, so far, so good. Uh, John, John Stewart's a great writer. Well, <laughs> he actually wrote that. I don't know, but yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, who, Peyton, Wrote it. But it doesn't matter. Peyton Manning's doing a good job. Yeah, Peyton Manning's doing a good job. Yeah, so we're going to watch it after this. As we speak. Yep. We're moving on. Moving on. To Hawaii 5 Okay, sure. It's a TV show. Yeah, I, I think, if the story is about what I think it is, I think I heard about this last week. Yeah. Um, you can eliminate the two middle people there. Yeah. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. This is not a good look. Yep. So, Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park have left the show. Yeah, ostensibly the stars. Well, two of the stars. Yeah. Yeah. The stars of Hawaii Five-0. Oh, the, the Hawaiian part of Hawaii Five-0, yeah, you could we, say. Are, well, not necessarily. I don't know if they're don't know. Of that descent. Well, but in the show, yes. Sure, yes, I bet they probably are. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, uh, can you, and let's, uh, let's hear why this happened. Oh, I thought you were going to explain it. Okay. No, you can, you can go ahead because you've got the facts there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Daniel Day Kim and Grace Park have left Hawaii Five O after pay discrimination, where they're earning ten to fifteen percent less than white co-stars. 
uh, Daniel Day Kim wrote uh, a note to thank fans on Facebook and then to tell them to watch him on The Good Doctor. Huh. Which is actually a, another show on CBS. Yeah. Um, their stand over pay equality or pay equity came with the risk of not only missing a season of paychecks on Hawaii Five O, but also with the danger of being shunned by future employers. Because this is a business, after all. Yeah, I suppose, but... But they, they are actually standing in the right here. Is it really 27... Is it really... We're, it's 2017, 2017 and we're still talking about this. Now we will always be talking about if, like, this. If they're your stars, why are they not getting paid the same as the white actors? It's like, is this really still a conversation we're having? It is. It's so I don't know why it is. I don't know why it is, but it is. Is this something that, um, in theory, that the uh, that no. that SAG could go after in a future strike? Yes. Like if this got really bad, could SAG like start supporting the? Because like, I feel like well, that's why well, that's why SAG exists. Yeah, why, that's why they're unionized is yeah. because of this kind of thing. I'm just surprised that it got to the point where they just bailed. Where they didn't, like, like support they, they them. Or... SAG didn't even step in or something? Yeah. Well, SAG hasn't said anything. Yeah, that's, that's weird, right? Read. I haven't read anything about SAG uh, mentioning anything about this. Or, yeah, so. SAG after, because it's a TV. So yeah. Kind of well, SAG but, after. Yeah, well, it still it just seems weird to me. But regardless, yeah. I mean, good for them. Standing up for, you know, principles. In this case, that. And, and the studios just need to really get their... Yeah, they need to figure this out. Yeah. Because that's, that's terrible. You can't lose two-fourths. One-half. Two-fourths? Yes, two-fourths. I realized Four I eighths. <laughs> Four-eighths. Eight-sixteenths of, of your main starring cast. We're really cutting those, those actors apart now. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting really, really specific. Well, if they're only four-eighths of the cast, maybe they only get four-eighths of the pay. Ooh. Okay, okay, moving on. Moving on. With that. <laughs> With that, let's move on. Ruin it. No. No, let's move on. Okay. To Marvel. Marvel. Because as we, um, as we, uh, so, so like to talk about Marvel here. We do. Not only do we have, uh, a new Inhumans trailer, uh, up for everyone to go watch and then get excited about for the IMAX release. We have something on the other ABC channel, so before we do called uh, New Hero, uh, New Warriors. Yeah, and not to be confused with Bravest Warriors, which you should check out on it's the internet. Something else completely. Something else entirely different. <laughs> but yes, Marvel's New Warriors. Yes, uh, the entire cast is now set, or at least the main cast. Right. So first up, we have Milana Maintrop. A.K.A. the AT&T girl. Yeah, the AT&T girl. That's just what I call her, because I cannot spell her name. Yes. Nor pronounce it. Well, well it's funny. They don't mention that she's the AT&T girl. They mention that she's from This Is Us. Uh, is she in that show? She's in that show. Okay. <laughs> but she's the AT&T girl. She's the AT&T girl. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's how I know her. Yep. Uh, she is set as Squirrel Girl. Yep. Uh, who has the powers of squirrels. And is like just breaks the Marvel universe whenever right. it takes a chance. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about this casting? Because I think, I mean, everyone wanted uh, Anna Kendrick. 
But I don't think she's going to do TV. No. Especially yeah. and if she is, she's not going to go to Freeform. No, I think my, my, my issue is because I've only seen her in ads, I don't know if she can actually, if she has actual, like, range. Acting? Yeah, I don't know what she can do yet. I mean, I could be pleasantly surprised here. I just don't know if she screams superhero to me. I don't know, but she's cute enough to, to pass as a squirrel. What? She's a, she's a squirrel. I'm not sure if that's a compliment to squirrels. She's got, like, squirrel cheeks and, or, like, a small mouth. Is she... I think so. I don't think squirrel when I see her. Really? What do you no. think? AT&T? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know if I can think of an animal. She doesn't look like an animal. She's, she's just like AT&T to you. She's just AT&T to me, I guess. She's right. like phones. Right. Um, <laughs> moving on. Other, um, other actors include uh, uh, Derek Thiel- or Theller, who was in the other Freeform show that recently got canceled, Baby Daddy. Baby Daddy. Baby not dubbing driver. Baby no. daddy. Baby daddy. Different. Uh, he will play <laughs> Mr. Immortal, or at least he says he is in Immortal. Uh-huh. And because he's immortal, he figures he has all the time in the world to do whatever the hell he wants. Therefore, right. he's a very laid-back character. Okay. Sure. Uh, we also have Jeremy Tardy of Dear White People. Okay. He will play Night Thrasher, and he's basically Batman because he believes in justice. Alright. Uh, we also have Caleb Worthy of Austin and Allie. Is he worthy? Maybe. He'll be playing Speedball, who makes balls of kinetic energy. <laughs> we also have Matthew Moy of Two Broke Girls. Okay. He was the restaurant owner in Two Broke Girls. Right, that guy. Yep, he'll be playing Microbe, and his ability is that he gets to talk to germs. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. This seems like a real ragtag bunch of guys. These are. Okay. And then, we, lastly, we have Kate Comer of The Comeback. Okay. She will be playing Debris, who is a low-level telekinetic. Sure. Like, I can move that cup, but that's, that's it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> I can move it a little bit. There, cool. you saw him move? Yeah, that's my power. Okay, so when's that? Do you have a date for that? Uh, nope, no, no date yet. Okay, sometime next year, probably? Probably January. Yeah. I mean, seeing as I just got the cast now... Yeah, start production start in October. Production. So yeah, yeah. Probably next year. Yep. Like a win- winter replacement. Probably February. Yeah. January, February, something like that, yeah. Winter replacement. Yep. Again, once again, that that's going to be on Freeform. Right. Former ABC family. Yeah. And if you can't find point, it, just free. wait for, if you can't find it on your TV, wait for a Harry Potter weekend. It'll be <laughs> on. It's the one that's showing Harry Potter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on. What's this? That, that, that's Michael Jackson right there. Okay. Oh, right. I read about this. The reason he's up here and not in the music yeah. is because CBS is set to air a new one-hour animated special called Michael Jackson's Halloween. Okay. They will air this in December. I'm guessing uh, this will not... <laughs> yes, I'm guessing this one will be in December. Yeah. Good call. Uh, second, I'm guessing that this will not actually involve a, like, a, a, a animated Michael Jackson, but I'm guessing it's called that because it will use his music? This special will feature Michael Jackson's acclaimed music yes. as its soundtrack, if you let me read it. <laughs> oh, and it's created by Optimum Productions, with animation provided by Hammerhead. Uh, okay. It will voice Chrissy Baranski... 
Kiersey Clemens, Alan Cummings, sure. George Eds, Brad Garrett, Brad Lucy Garrett. Liu, Jim Parsons, and Lucas Till. Okay. So here's a, what here's a little the synopsis that they provided for us. Okay. They graciously provided this synopsis. All right. The special follows millennials. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go on. Now, I'm four words into this thing. <laughs> Go on. The special follows millennials, Vincent and Victoria. <laughs> who, not, not just kids. No. Okay. <laughs> who meet accidentally, oh. and yes, accidentally is in quotes. Oh, okay, so they don't actually meet accidentally then? On Halloween night... <laughs> And find themselves... Wait, I thought this was a Christmas special. No. <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Then it's going to be in October. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, did you really think it was going to be in December? I really thought you said this was a, I thought this was a Christmas special. It's called Michael Jackson's <laughs> Halloween. What? <laughs> I said it's Michael Jackson's Halloween premiering in December. <laughs> and, he, and somehow... I believed he, you. He believed it. I believed you. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Halloween. They meet on Halloween. Accidentally. Yes, in the middle of December. Yes, in the middle of December. Well, that's why it's an accident. It's not Halloween, then. Well, that's what they told them. Uh, anyways, okay. they, they find themselves on Halloween night, along with Ichabod the dog. Sure. And a mysterious... Is it headless? No, but I believe that would be the voice of Jim Parsons. The dog is Jim Parsons? Uh, there's no casting to this. They didn't put names. Oh, you're next just guessing. I'm just dog? guessing. No, I'm, I'm calling it now. The dog is Brad Garrett. <laughs> That's my other guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Brad Garrett would be the ho- the uh, host of the hotel because he's got that spooky voice. Yeah, cast a deep voice. Anyways, um, <laughs> the mysterious hotel is located at seven 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 Jackson Street. Okay. <laughs> Jackson Street. Yep. It's called This Place Hotel. This Place? This Place Hotel. That's a real clever name, guys. How long did it take Did it take to work on that? I don't know, but it's bad. It's bad. Move on. <laughs> what, what, what else? Um, once inside, Vincent and Victoria are sent on an adventure culminating in a spectacular dance finale. <laughs> so, Thriller? Featuring an, anim- featuring an animated Michael Jackson. Okay, so there is an animated Michael Jackson. Yes. But is he dead? I assume he'll be zombie, zombie form. Michael Jackson? He'll be doing Thriller? Is that two on the nose? No, I guess Or, or I guess werewolf. no nose? I guess technically he was... Uh, he was werewolf no, 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 in no, the music video. No, so he wasn't werewolf. He was... He was. Werewolf no, no, it was a werewolf transformation. In the thriller video, he transforms into a werewolf. You show me a werewolf, I will show you a zombie. They're both in the thriller video. The zombies are the backup dancers. No, are you sure? Michael Jackson turns into a, bull, a, a werewolf. Are you sure? I'm not making this up. That's totally what happened to the thriller are video. Are you sure? Do not look up the thriller video right now. Yes, I am. I know I'm pre- right. No. We need to keep going on this podcast. Not to derail this podcast. Boom! Look at that face. That is a zombie face. It's not a zombie in that 
video. He's a werewolf in the no. video. That, that's a zombie. That, that's a zombie. What? That's a zombie. I guess he is also that's a zombie. zombie. Is he both? He's not a werewolf. In that video? He's not a werewolf. Where's the werewolf come from then? That werewolf? I don't... What? Whatever. Do you need to watch this thing again? Apparently it's been a while <laughs> since I saw the thriller video. Sorry. I thought... I for sure thought he was a werewolf. It starts off with a werewolf transformation, uh -huh. yes. But he ends up being a zombie... At the end. By the time the, the whole dance sequence comes into okay, play. Okay, fine. So both. Both? No, because when we start singing, he's also a zombie. Okay. Yeah. So. So animated Michael Jackson animated coming to Michael you. Animated Michael Jackson. A werewolf zombie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Know. Let's move on. Sure. The bits. The bits. All right. Oh the bits. <laughs> we have Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, second, yep, then we have a date. Oh. October 27th. So after you watch Michael Jackson, you can watch Stranger Things. It's a bad day because there's like 15 billion video games coming out that day. That's uh, Mario Odyssey. That's uh, uh, Wolfenstein. That's um, some third thing. I can't remember. But yeah, like there's like three games coming out that day. Okay. It's a bad day for things. Bad day? Yeah. Are you Jackie Chan? Yeah. Bad that day. day. All right, we also have BoJack Horseman. Yeah. Uh, season four, September 9th. Excited. So it's supposed to come out in the summer. It's a summer thing. But I right. guess, yeah, a little late. But I'm excited. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do. Also, uh, that show. also Curb Your Enthusiasm, October 1st. Right, the reboot yep. of sorts. Or the season after a break. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we also have Star Trek Discovery, September 24th. Right. And uh, Patton Oswalt is uh, engaged to actress Meredith Salinger. That's not television news. Yeah, it is. Sure. He's on television sometimes. Yeah. I would argue he's in more movies nowadays. He's a surprise Patton Oswalt. He's a surprise Patton Oswalt. You yeah. never know when he's going to show up, apparently, even in our own news segments. Yep. <laughs> and uh, lastly, Umbrella Academy coming to Netflix. Which I, we, neither of us knew what it was until yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently this is not dealing with Umbrella Corporation, as we found out, but... And it's not involving Umbrella actual Umbrellas. Umbrella Yeah! Actual Umbrellas. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So someone's excited about it. Yes! Not us. Anyways. <laughs> moving on. And, uh, lastly, uh, you want to talk about, uh, Tour de Pharmacy. Yeah, that was out. Yeah. That was out this past weekend. That's the Andy Circus Or Andy not Andy Circus. Well, it is... Well, it's Andy Samberg, <laughs> and it's a circus of a movie. So it's an Andy Circus. It's Andy, Andy Circus. I want to see Andy Samberg and Andy Circus be in a movie again. <laughs> Should happen. Anyways, yeah. Uh, tour to Pharmacy, where Andy Samberg gets a bunch of his friends and <laughs> celebrities together to do a mockumentary on cycling. On uh, basically a tour de, for tour de France. Tour de France, that, a fictional tour de France that happened in, what, like early 80s? 80s. Like 83 or something like yeah. that. And yeah, it's super dumb, but it's pretty funny. Yes. We watched most of it. We didn't watch the opening. Yeah, we missed like the um, first five minutes, but... Yeah, or for that being said, we were able to get the whole thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Take. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it seemed funny. It, it's hilariously dumb. It's very it, it's, much it's, of the Andy Samberg... It's very much like, like the Seven style. Days in Hell. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, it's their kind of stuff. So if you like them, then yeah, you like this. If you don't, steer clear. <laughs> Yep. But apparently, it's been getting good reviews on uh, Metacritic. Cool. 
I think it's got like an 86 on Metacritic. They sh- those people should have seen Popstar. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> because on HBO, right after they did, yeah. they, uh, showed they showed Popstar. Because, yes. Because that's what you do. Yeah. How else are you get people to watch Here, Popstar? There's more Andy Samberg being yeah. ridiculous. By the way, I think it's been long enough. We need to see Popstar. Yeah, we're going to watch Popstar again. We need to watch Popstar again. I, yeah, it's, I, it's good. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. How good that movie is. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to our last session here. Cancellations and renewals. Cancellations and renewals. So, uh, real briefly, there's only two shows here. Okay. The upcoming Castlevania yeah. on Netflix gets a second season. Double order. And Claws on TNT gets yeah. a second season. Yeah. That, that's all TV we do. Yeah, it's slow TV. But yeah, slow TV. Yeah. But, yeah. It's okay. Uh, now, uh, as for our deaths. Oh, real quick before we move on to deaths, uh, just a, a heads up for people who are fans of things that we're fans of. July 15th, this week, Star vs. the Forces of Evil oh, yes. comes back with a four-episode season three premiere. They're just packing four episodes in a row into a hour-long movie event, unquote. But really, it's just, yeah, the first four episodes of season three. So that'll be on the 15th. So, uh, I was going through knows. YouTube last night, and I had to get yeah. myself hyped for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hyped for it. <laughs> I'm excited to see what they do. The Battle for Muni is what this uh, special is called. Yes. So something's going to go down, and I'm excited for it. So. Also, this weekend is D23. Yes. So expect Disney. a bunch of Disney news to come out. Uh, so not only in Marvel. will probably be our big D- D23 explosion. Yeah, not only in Marvel, but there is supposed to be a new Kingdom Hearts trailer Kingdom coming Hearts out. Trailer. We'll talk about probably future Spider-Man stuff. And we'll they'll also about. talk about the upcoming... Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars Probably Land. both Star Wars Episode 8 and Star Wars Land, and hopefully we'll get a date for both of those. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you... Especially, I bet we will 100% get a date for Episode 8. Yep. December hopefully, hopefully 17th. Hopefully the trailer. Something like that. Hopefully cool. the trailer, too. Yeah. Yay. But anyways, uh, we have some deaths to go okay. through. Okay, who, who unfortunately has left this earthly plane? We have Joan Bucock Lee. Age 95, voice actor for several of the Marvel animated shows, Iron Man, Fantastic Four, and Spider-Man, but most notably, actually married to Stan Lee for 70 years. Yes, that, yes. Yes, that That Joan Lee. Right. The middle name messed me up. You're welcome. Because, like, I didn't know who you were talking about. You're welcome. Now I know who you're talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Stan Lee's wife passed away. Yeah. Of 70 years, so... It's a long time. Hopefully, Stan Lee stays around for a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't know. He's up there in age. Is there a uh, Stan Lee cameo in Homecoming? Yes. That's not a spoiler. You can tell. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yes. Good. Actually, uh, you can see Joan Joan Lee with uh, with Stan Lee in X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, right. They were together in that... They were both cameoed in that Yes. Movie. I tend to remember that. It's one of the things I remember about Star... About Star. Uh, <laughs> X-Men about Apocalypse. X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. You know that thing. I'd like to forget. <laughs> also, we have uh, Pierre Henry, okay. age 89, the creator of the Futurama theme song. Right. And, and, a, and uh, other works. Yeah, pioneering force in, um, in um, um, synthesized music. Yep. Really early electronic music pioneer. And lastly, Nelson Ellis, age 39, actor on True Blood. Yeah. Is that, 
Alright, uh, video games? Yeah, video games. Uh, probably another slow week, huh? Well, I mean, I was able to fill this out. There are things. There, there are things in the videos that we can do. Starting mention, with this. I want to mention this uh, real quick before we get into this. Uh, this is an old story, but I feel like we forgot to bring it up. Okay. Remember a while back we said that uh, uh, Square Enix was going to sell off uh, IO Interactive, the yes. Hitman guys? Yeah. Well, uh, shortly after that, we talked about that. Uh, good news came out. They just they became independent. They got their independence from Square Enix. Okay. So they are no longer in danger. And guess the best part of it? They get to keep the they Hitman, Hitman? IP. So, so we may actually yes, see a new Hitman game. We will likely see Season 2 of Hitman or something else with Hitman because they own it now and they're independent so they can find another publisher now themselves. Okay. So good news came out of that. Yeah, that is good news. Yeah. Also good news, Summer Games done quick. Yes. Uh, that ended on Sunday did. with a total of one million. Seven hundred and sixty thousand three hundred and sixty dollars. And all that money went to Doctors Without Borders. That's a lot of money. Yep. So good for them. Good for the people who donated. Uh, there was a lot of good runs. I mean, we already kind of talked about most of them last week. Yep. Uh, uh, since then, you watched your Kingdom Hearts. I run. watched my Kingdom Hearts run. They were at uh, just under nine hundred thousand. Yeah. When that run happened, and that was on a Thursday. No, that was on Friday. So two days, they basically made a million dollars. Yeah, I believe it. Which is great. They did really awesome. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yep, awesome. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll definitely be back around yep. when Awesome Games Done Play yep. comes back. And that is the first week in January. January. So, start of the year, we'll be back with more speedruns. Yep. And that until then, there's plenty of th uh, places on the web that you can find speedruns. YouTube, Twitch. Uh, there are dedicated websites for specific games where communities of people are doing speedruns all year long. So, check it out. Support these, uh, support these uh, runners. Um, and uh, when it does come back around to January, they will uh, once again switch it back to uh, the Cancer Foundation. Yeah. At least that's what they have done in the past three years. So, we'll uh, see. They may switch it up, they may not, most likely not, but we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that'd be, that will be uh, awesome games done quick. Right. Uh, that is their January. Yep. All right, let's move on to... Moving on. Yes, there's some Overwatch, Overwatch stuff this week. Yeah, yeah. So we got a new hero everyone can play with. Doomfist. It's a great name. It is. It's a great name for so a Doomfist was actually So Doomfist was actually teased way back in the very first uh, opening cinematics for yeah. Overwatch, where the everyone comes in trying to steal Doomfist's fist. Doomfist. But yes, so that's... Yeah, yeah. They, they took them a year, but they finally uh, People who like Overwatch, yeah, they'll definitely try them out. So, yeah. cool. But that's not all the news we got. It's not. No. Uh, we actually have some news about their Overwatch League. Right. So, there have been several, not several. Several. Seven. There are currently seven official teams. Oh, sorry, five, seven. Uh, there are seven teams created so far. Including none other than the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft. <laughs> yep. Because what else is he going to do with all that money? You know, who knows. So, uh, he's actually taken up interest in this and has a team set in the city of Boston. Not to be outdone, yep. Jeff Wilpen, the COO of the New York Mets, is also sponsoring a... Overwatch team set in New York. Yeah. 
Uh, we also have Endemics, Immortals team. Uh, Endemics is actually a group of uh, players already known. Yeah. Immortals just their like subdivision. Um, they they are going to take up base in LA. Misfits Gaming will take their base in Miami uh, or Miami Orlando area. Okay. NRG Esports will set up in San Francisco because that's actually their headquarters. NRG. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and we have two tech organizations based out of Shanghai and Seoul, Korea. Uh, no word on where they, what cities they will uh, inhabit or set up, Seoul. set up shop. No, no, no U.S. That could be U.S. cities. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, Speaking of Shark Fest. <laughs> while, uh, while we're talking on the subject of the collegiate Overwatch game is getting uh, uh, growing, growing bigger and bigger as yes. we see too. I just read this past week that our local uh, University of California institution, UCI. UCI, is already building their team to the point where they're, get this, accepting full-ride sponsorships for Overwatch people. So yes. if you're really, well, really good at Overwatch, but, but this is nothing you new because full-ride college. This is nothing new because they already do that yeah. for League of Legends. I just thought it was crazy. Yeah. It's like the... With Blizzard right next door, I'm sure that there was somebody who was like, hey, we'll incentivize this, guys. Well, it's also I Buy Power, because their yeah. their CEOs yeah. are based, or, or graduates of UCI. It's just hilarious to me that you can be so good at Overwatch, you can go to UCI for free. Yep. So, <laughs> the first season of the Overwatch League will have all the matches take place at a venue in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, giving the seven team owners, and potentially more... Uh, time to build up the necessary local infrastructure that they'll uh, require going forwards. So basically we'll have one year in L.A. and then build out an actual league with stadiums yeah. and esports arenas. Yeah. Maybe at a GameWorks near you. <laughs> yeah. At a GameWorks near you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Let's move on. Please. To uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. A game we haven't mentioned in quite a while. Yeah, it's been around. Yeah. People like that game. They patched it. That's actually what I'm going to talk about. I know. <laughs> yeah. So There's patch, patch 1.3, or 1.30 if you want to add the zero. Be yeah. like that. Fancy patch. Uh, yeah. Patch 130 adds New Game Plus face paint options, <laughs> ultra-hard difficulty, and additional fixes to progression issues. All right. Are you going to go back? Probably. <laughs> yeah. New yeah. Game Plus. Plus. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. You won't be able to cross level cap of 50 yeah. during New Game Plus, and I already reached level 50. Yeah, but it still might be just enough interesting stuff to check it out. Well, yeah. you can, But when you do New Game Plus, you keep your character's progression yeah. and all your collected inventory. Right. Uh, there's also updated versions of existing weapons and outfits with uh, extra mod slots. Cool. There you go. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, those extra stuff won't come cheap. You're going to have to uh, hunt down some more uh, enemies. Yeah, some more stuff. Some more shards. Uh, uh, I had a question. And well, let me brain. finish this. Okay, then. Uh, New Game Plus also comes... With two new trophies. I was, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to say if there are new trophies. Yes. New Game Plus comes with two new trophies and extra unlockable content 
that gives players the ability to add face paint or change alloys focus. Well, now you got to go back because your platinum's not a real platinum. I know. So I got a fake platinum now. You got fake platinum. We'll get that platinum. Yep. <laughs> All right. And then that brings us to our thoughts. Okay. We have thoughts about yep. a video game? Yeah. What video game would that be? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a video game. That's Alex Trebek. Yes, but uh, <laughs> as we watch Sony on a religious basis, weekly, daily, you nightly. Jeopardy? You said Sony. Yeah. But you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> not Jeopardy. wrong, though. Jeopardy. Jeopardy, our favorite game show. Yeah. They have a new app called Jeopardy World Tour. It's like Trivia Crack, but it's Jeopardy. I mean, am I wrong? No, no, you're not wrong. Well, it's a little, little more structured. Yeah, than, it's a little more structured, like Jeopardy, that. where the you, yeah. where it said the only thing that's about different is that they give you three categories, and you choose five of the questions, so five of the fifteen. Yeah, and you're uh, facing off two other people, so team like it's always competition of three people. Yeah, and you can play against your friends if you connect to Facebook. If you do not, you cannot, unfortunately. But if you do have friends on Facebook and you want to link the game to it, you can find your friends as well. Yep. Or you can just do random match games as well. There's uh, special daily events, it seems, monthly tournaments. There's leaderboards for weeks, months, years, etc. And there's also different locales you can go to, yeah, too. Yeah, it's kind of a world gives tour you, kind of Yeah, it gives you more money depending on what locale. But, of course, the more money you potentially yeah. get, the more money you have to actually put up. Yeah, it's it's got daily doubles. It's got betting in the uh, Final Jeopardy round as well. It's pretty faithful to the original game. Yeah, I, I have a problem to where I always bet it all at the end. Yeah, and you always lose it. So somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that's what happens when you bet it all. Uh, but yeah, so it seems all right. Yeah. I kind of wish Facebook wasn't required for the friends stuff. Yeah. But you know what? Whatever. As you said, Facebook's everywhere at this point. Yeah, it's, they just assume it's inevitable. Yep. That's a fair assumption to make, really, when they crunch yeah. the numbers. So. But that being said, it's a, it's a decent Sony game. It seems like an alright yeah. uh, mobile game. So if you like trivia games, uh, might want to check out. And you like Jeopardy. Yes, well, that's a given if you like trivia games, yeah. I would assume. Okay. <laughs> and that brings us to our last one. Right, we have another game to talk yep. about. That's you! Hey, that's you! Hey, that's you! No, that's me. No, 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 that's you. So that's you. So that's you is a game uh, that's free right now for PlayStation Plus members. Yes. Uh, on the PS4. Yes, on the PS4. It works like Jackbox. Ish. So, I actually uh, did some bit of a reading this week about this thing. Okay. Apparently the internet hates this thing. Really? So the reason that the internet hates this thing is because it's not Jackbox. Basically. Well, yes. Apparently Jackbox does not require the downloading of an app. No, no, no. no. Actually, I actually played Jackbox. Yeah. This past weekend at Evans Party. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it just requires an internet connection. You don't have yeah. to download the thing. So basically everybody's complaining about how complicated it is to get this thing set up. And then the returns that you get from it are not as exciting as the Jackbox games. Yeah. So generally speaking, this, if you're already used to a game similar to this, like the Jackbox games, this might not be exciting for you. That being said, this if thing you is free. not have that thing, and, and you are interested in a free game where you can have like a version of that kind of play, pick it up, try it out. It might be cool. Yeah. We had some fun with it when we first started. I think we'll probably also like Jackbox a little more. Yeah. But that being said, it's very simple. Like It's a free alternative to yeah. a $16 Jackbox Basically, you take bundle. a picture of yourself um, that's used as... Like with the, the game uses your pictures as part of the gameplay. There's three rounds um, for each person. 
and it's very much like, answer, uh, uh, do you guys answer the same question correctly? Then you just get points. It's like personality questions and stuff like that. There's some drawing on their phone, and it shows your drawings up on the screen, which is kind of cool. There's neat stuff that they're doing, um, but overall, at least compared to some of the other stuff that's on the market, it's not that exciting. But yeah, it's free. It's so, a free game. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you expect? It's free. Yeah. Yeah, it's free on PS Plus. It's free to download on on the Google uh, Store. On the Google. On the Google. Go on the Google and yeah. download it. I mean, yeah, it's a free game. <laughs> that's, that's basically what we're saying here. Yeah. It's a free alternative. It's all right. All right, and that brings us to uh, music. It does. Let me grab the billboard. I don't have it up yet. Billboard. Bills of boards. Bills of boards. Yep. Bills on bills on bills. You're hot. 100, the hottest 100. Is it's it's still, not that hot. It's still, still Despacito? Because it's still Despacito. It's still, still the Despacito. number one song. Uh. Luis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber. Number two song, I'm the One, DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, Lil Wayne. Number three, moving up a notch, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Number four, moving down a notch, Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled featuring Rihanna and Bryson Tiller. And number five, The Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. If this list does not change soon, I will go crazy. Your Billboard 200 New Albums chart is severely lacking Jay-Z, but that will be remedied next week. Apparently... The reason for the, uh, 444 not being on this uh, this week's chart is because they don't count title streams. Really? Because title does not release their stream numbers to Billboard. Uh. Weird choice, yeah. if you ask me. So, your number one album is still, as it was last week, Grateful by DJ Khaled. Okay. Number two, though, debuting at number two this week is Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 by Calvin Harris. Three, Damn. Four, Evolve by Madden Dragons. And five, Divide Ed Sheeran. So next week, your number one will likely be 444. Yep. Now that it has Apple Music numbers behind it. Still not Spotify. But Apple Music streamers can uh, access it, just like Tidal. Okay. So, so yeah. uh, That brings Good. us to new releases. New releases. We have Alan Vega with IT, or IT. It's actually a post posthumous release. Okay. We have Boris with Deer. Cheap Wine with their title, title debut album, Cheap Wine. Okay. Japanese Breakfast. Yes. Soft Sounds from Another Planet. I'm excited. That first Japanese Breakfast album was pretty good, and I like her and her other bands, uh, too. Uh, Michelle Zahn, which is cool. We have Low Tom with uh, their self-titled album, Low Tom. Okay. Lucy Rose, Something's Changing. Changing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Something's jay Zing. jay Zing. Yep. Neil Young with Hitchhiker, which is actually an acoustic album. Right. Uh, we have Shabazz Palaces sure. with two albums, uh, Quasars, Born on a Gangster Star, <laughs> and Quasars vs. the Jealous Machines. All right. We also have Silverstein with Dead Reflections, The Deers, Time Infinity, Volume 2, Twinsmith, Stay Cool, and Wazahetchi. Waxahatchee. Waxahatchee. <laughs> Out of the store. Yes, uh, that uh, and the, that I'm also looking forward to. Is it Wax? Wax Hatchy. What's a Z? No, it's an X. It's a Z. I you, just mis you misspelled the band name. Uh, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Right. I might see them at the end of July on the 29th. Okay. 
Uh, not to at least. Mm-hmm. So let's go on to some news here. Okay. The YouTube. The YouTube. Now has a new champion. Okay. Say goodbye to Gangnam Style. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. As Sai Gangnam Style is no longer the king of YouTube. Okay, what is? Take a guess. Uh, pineapple pen. No. No? <laughs> oh. No, goddammit, no. Beyonce's <laughs> <laughs> foundation, I have no idea. No. What is it? It is none other than Wiz Khalifa. What? Yeah. Really? And Charlie Puth. You? Why? With See You Again. No. Yeah. Why are people still watching that? That is down number one, just shy of three billion views. <laughs> what? The three billion views? Yeah. <laughs> now, granted, that uh, song came out two years ago. Yeah, what the hell? That thing's got legs. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I think he still has life. I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I mean, you're going... Yeah. It's a bad road to go down. However... <laughs> well, <laughs> God damn it. Just say what you're doing. Okay. Well, you said that's a bad road to go down. Move on! So. <laughs> I know, I know. I realized today. Okay. Well, you were coming to me fast and furious. Got though, it. Right? Damn it. Go. Good story. <laughs> Alright, uh, anyways, no, same story. Um, <laughs> this, like, even this song may be topped. Okay. What's next in the running? Uh, none other than the number one song. Despacito. Yep. Really? By Louis Fonzie and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber. Wow. Currently has 2.5 billion views. What? Yeah. I didn't realize that they got that high. The view counts on YouTube are that ridiculous now. You realize that song hit the first one to hit a billion, right? And yeah, that's the last time I was paying attention. Oh. was one billion. I didn't realize we were in two billion territory, maybe three billion territory. Already. Yep, three billion. That's intense. Yes. That's crazy. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, so yeah, that's, all, that's basically all I have for YouTube there. Just okay. a little something. Wow, it looks like Spongebob. Yeah. What is he doing in the music category? Because apparently there's a musical about Spongebob. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, so get ready for a new musical uh, based on the Nickelodeon cartoon with with it coming to Broadway. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, this is actually uh, takes place right now in Chicago. Okay. Uh, by the like, the side streets of Chicago. Or whatever they call it. Off Broadway Chicago. Off Broadway, just call it that. Off Broadway Chicago. Yes. But now we'll be going to proper Broadway, New York. Okay. Uh, previews uh, will begin November sixth at the Palace Theater, with an official opening night set for December fourth. Ticket sales will begin June twenty sixth. The show will arrive in New York uh, after a spring, the current, uh, or sorry, last year's spring twenty sixteen engagement in Chicago. Where it was met with actually positive reviews. Oh, okay. The musical revolves around SpongeBob and the residents of Bikini Bottom as they must rally to save their undersea world from total annihilation. Oh, okay. It sounds very generic, but yes. The show's score, however, is comprised of songs by a roster of pop and rock hit makers. Oh, right, I remember this now. I think we covered this, didn't we? I don't remember us covering this. Or maybe this. I just read this. Maybe you read maybe it. Maybe I just read this. That they were, yeah, they were going to get actual, like, 
pop singers. Oh, they did. Because each <laughs> song in the musical was written specifically yeah. for a moment in the plot by getting by getting a brief description yeah. of where the songs fit in the story. Uh, songwriters include Yolanda Adams, Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. Okay. Sarah Bareilles. All right. Jonathan Colton. Uh-huh. Alexander a- Ebert. <laughs> the Flaming Lips. Okay. John Legend. <laughs> Lady Antebellum. What? Cindy Lauper. Uh-huh. Panic at the Disco. Sure. Plain White Tees. They Might Be Giants. <laughs> T.I. <laughs> and even a song by David Bowie. Okay, sure. T.I. feels out of the, the out weirdly chosen here, but sure. Yes. A cast album has been record was recorded last summer and will actually be re- released uh, in the coming months or coming weeks actually. Okay. The show will be directed by Kena Landau of Bells Are Ringing and choreographed by Christopher Gatelli of Newsies. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. SpongeBob on Broadway. SpongeBob. I mean, they did a Shrek show, so I guess SpongeBob yeah. is inevitable. I mean, it doesn't seem that far fetched. No. Yeah, far fetched. No Pokemon musical though. Uh, not uh, yet, anyways. Not until Nintendo releases them rights. Get happen. Yeah. Get it right. Get it right. Next. Spotify. Yeah. What's going on with Spotify? Uh, so Spotify has made a crucial deal with Sony Music. Okay. The deal will go into effect immediately. Immediately. Uh, I think it was actually yesterday. But yes, immediately, and is likely similar to the terms as an agreed upon Spotify, as the agreement Spotify struck with Universal Music Group back in April. So, right. naturally, these are closed-door deals. Right. All I can say is, we made a deal, yeah. but nothing has been released. However, you can infer what, what's, what's happening. Yeah. Probably. So, um, so the Universal deal gave artists the option to hold back new albums from Spotify's free tier for two weeks after its release. Right. And in exchange, gave Spotify a slight break on revenue sharing because uh, as its subscriber base, uh, as its subscriber base grows. Right. Spotify's royalty payments would drop from fifty-five percent to twenty to fifty-two percent. And it's uh, uh, of its streaming revenue, and this leaves Warner Music Group as the only uh, major label holdout. Okay. Do you think they'll probably they'll cave? Yeah, they'll <laughs> probably end up fighting too. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. This deal actually comes as Spotify is racing against the clock to go public and avoid accelerated interest rates on its one billion debt raised back in March of 2016. Not only has Spotify hit 140 million total users, that's total daily active users, right? but it has also seen a growth of 62% increase in streaming over the, t- over the same time in 2016. So, Spotify's getting big, yo! And, big. uh, look like it's going to go public, too. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. Yeah. I think they should. I mean, there's no reason for them not to. I mean, that thing is an institution at this point. Yeah. Maybe like people just say, put, put Spotify on. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, some people still use Pandora. I mean, the fact that it's the thing and Apple Music is not the thing is kind of a crazy thing to think about. I think that's your telltale sign right there. Yeah, like, if Apple Music can't even catch up, 
and it's got Apple behind it, yep. then Spotify is going to be the thing for a while. Just like Facebook is still the thing. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody said, like, years ago, it was like, oh, what's the next Facebook? Turns out the next Facebook is still Facebook. Yeah. At least for the time being. People don't want to leave it. Yeah. Or at least nobody is looking to challenge them. Yeah, you get people, uh, if something becomes a habit for people, it's very hard for them to get weaned off of it. Just just ask, just go to a casino and ask a gambler. Exactly. They'll actually don't do that. (laughs) No, don't. Yeah, yeah, you might get hit. You might get hit or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's actually talk about uh, Spotify's main competitor then. Okay. The opposite side of this spectrum. SoundCloud. SoundCloud! That's my favorite kind of cloud. Well, SoundCloud is now a rain cloud. Aww. As in order to stay afloat, SoundCloud is cutting 40% of its staff. Dang. According to uh, Alexander Zhang. The company has tried has tried transitioning from a free service to a more formal subscription uh, business during the past year due to impending financial trouble back in January. They will be cutting 173 jobs and closing its offices in San Francisco and London. Oh, wow. Uh, in a blog post by Alex, he said, quote, We need to ensure our path to long-term independent success. Uh, he added that the company has doubled its revenue over the past 12 months and the belt tightening is an effort to make the 10-year-old company profitable. SoundCloud, pla- The SoundCloud platform listeners and artists love will remain available in more than 190 countries globally and will continue to be the place for what's new, now, and next in music. Yeah, I think the problem with that is is that for what people use SoundCloud for, there's no reason to pay for it. Right. Because SoundCloud for me is, it's a way to host your music, like a single at a time, and have that posted on a blog or something. And be that like, hey, check out my track here, and then link to where you can buy it. SoundCloud is not something I would ever pay for, is basically what I'm saying. And you love music. And I love music. This is the guy who... Has subscription to title. But that's the thing, is with, with frickin', no, actually I don't. Anymore. Yeah, you did, you had. That one more. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's like, since Spotify is where I listen to my music mostly, I pay that nine ninety nine a month for it. And I appreciate you paying that nine ninety nine a month for me. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but if I wanted to buy music, though, SoundCloud is a good tool, but I ultimately end up buying directly from the artist's. So well, that's where you SoundCloud just is outside of my outside of my payment system right now, and I don't know what they would have to incentivize their service to do to have me subscribe. I just can't imagine that. Right. I mean, I know SoundCloud is just like, oh, here's a demo of what I do, or here's a little yeah. bit of what I do. On a single. Yeah. But it's not something that, like you said, you would pay for. Yeah, it just seems weird that they were trying to... I mean, yes, I get that they're on financial hard it's, a business. it's a hard thing to It's do. also a business. You have yeah. to try and make money somehow. I guess it's a hard thing to monetize. Hopefully they'll figure something out. But yeah, it doesn't look good. Yep. Anyways, with that, that brings us to the end. Let's wrap this up. Yes, let's wrap this up. Well, actually, before we wrap this up, I listened to some song, uh, some albums this week. I didn't actually do a formal uh, thoughts post on the site, but I might as well mention briefly what I listened to. Um, I listened to the new Haim album. Hi. The thing's alright. Uh, reminded me a lot of that first one. 
it's uh, the singles are still good. Uh, they still have that weird, like, classic kind of. I don't know. It's it's very. Their sound is so hard to explain. But if you liked their previous uh, album, check this one out. Also, listen to the new TLC album, TLC. And as I described, I think off the podcast, it's almost so, as if they have no idea what year it is yeah. because it sounds like it could have come out in 1999. Also, so yeah, check that out if you like previous TLC stuff. It sounds like TLC. Um, and I also listened to the new Broken Social Scene, um, Hug of Thunder, the new one. Also very, very good. Um, a little bit more, uh, politically minded than they've gotten in the past, because of course you have to in 2017. Um, but also just as strong as some of their earlier material. I think I even liked it better than their, uh, uh 2015 album. Um, so yeah, check it out if you like Broken Social Scene, it's very good. I think those are the three I listened to, so yeah. Now I'm done. That means we're done. That means we're done. So, they'll do it for the yep. Media Boat Podcast. Let's wrap this up. So, uh, you can catch us on the internet. We are on MediaBoatPodcast.com. That's where you can find all our posts about news, thoughts about newest releases, calendar for new releases, as well as box office numbers. So, check out all of that and much, much more on MediaBoatPodcast.com. From the website or from Patreon.com directly, you can visit our Patreon where you, yes you, can help us financially make this show even better, make our website even you can, better. You can make us, like SoundCloud, profitable. With the help of as little as a dollar a month. If a we get a dollar, month. that makes us plus one dollar in the profits. It's true. That's how that works. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see even more and get exclusive content down the line, check out Become a Patron as little of a dollar. Of course, you can do more if you want, but as little as a dollar and you're on board. Also, we're on Twitter, MediaBoatCast. We are on Facebook, MediaBoatPodcast. We are on iTunes if you want the audio version of this site, or this of this podcast. That's MediaBoatPodcast on iTunes. You can find us on Podbean, where we host our, webs- our website, our podcast. And, and YouTube, you right here. Find us Boom, on YouTube, YouTube, our channel, where we go live every Wednesday night, um, 8, 8.30ish. Um, Hit that subscribe we button. We stream video games on Twitch. Yep, MediaBoat. Twitch.tv slash MediaBoat. Check that out as well. And that will do it. Yep. So turn in next week when we're here again for the MediaBoat Podcast. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye. See you next week. Bye.